Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with The Autumn Miles Show. You guys, I am obsessed with this word today. Honestly, quite quite, quite frankly, just still processing it myself. Um, God really got my attention in, um, Genesis 32 a few weeks ago and have just been really sort of devouring Genesis 32 about Jacob and Esau. Um, and we're going to talk about that today. Um, this, this entire show today is going to be for you who are struggling with any type of fear. Okay. It could be the fear of a decision that you are getting ready to make, a fear of a person, a fear of a perception. But but those of you that are going to probably get the most out of this show are those that struggle with fear and, quite frankly, have probably struggled with it for a long time. I'm talking 10 years. I'm talking 15 years. Um, Maybe it's a, a rational fear, which we have, something you're afraid of, okay? Uh, We are going to get really down and dirty with this topic here in a few minutes. Thank you so much for listening. I've been meeting you guys out everywhere. um, And man, I love it so much. I love it. I love you. Um, It's amazing what God does through this tiny little microphone. Um, So thank you so much for listening. Those of you that will are currently listening to this on the podcast we adore you as well. Thank you for all the downloads, y'all. It is um, absolutely unbelievable just to have your support. That tells us that you see something in what we're doing. Um, your your spirit sort of attaches to something that we're doing, and we, we love that. We are about bold truth and raw faith here. I'm about to, I'm about to shovel some right down your throat um, out of Genesis 32. But man, I think it's so important, so important in the day that we are living in. We must be Christians. We must be um, believers that utilize the word of God in our life and speak out about it boldly and truthfully, okay? Our world does not need anything other than the word of God. And God needs you and wants you to be a vessel that he can work through. He has, uh, He's done the work of the gospel through his son, Jesus Christ. He needs people that are going to say, listen, I am going to get the gospel through me. And um, man, uh, I want that to be you. We're also about raw faith. We just recorded a show um, a little earlier, um, and and really her entire story encapsulates raw faith. Um, stepping out when you feel ill-equipped, when you feel like you are not, um, y- you have no connections, you don't have enough money, but God is saying, hey, I, I, I want you to do this and I want you to trust me. When did the Jordan River part? When the priest stepped in it? That is what we are looking at. We, I want to challenge you to be people today that are stepping out raw, saying, God, you've got to support my step in this faith venture. I don't care what anybody says. We need some Moseses, some, some Joshua's out there. We need some Abraham's um, modern day. We need some Rahab's out there. And um, I hope that this 
program, the show, helps you equip you, equips your faith, fans the flame of your faith. Um, and to do that, it takes money, y'all. I'm just going to be honest. It takes money. Um, we trust the Lord and the Lord has provided. But um, we would love, and I'm just going to be super honest. We have to, we are listener supported and that is how we stay on the air. Okay. Through gifts like you. If, if, if we don't get any gifts, our show is in jeopardy. Honestly. Um, if you are interested in giving, we would love that. Um, head over to autumnmiles.com. Um, and there is a donate, uh, little tab on the website that you can click super easy. Um, thank you for those of you that have supported us, but we're going to go off the air if we don't get the support that we need. It's vital. It's important. It's important, um, for us to say this. I think sometimes we're, sh- I'm shy. I'll I say we, but I will say I am shy to say that, um, just because money is such a weird topic and people get weird and it gets really weird and oh, people's faces like fall and all that stuff. But uh, just, that's just the bottom line. It's just the bottom line. Um, I love you so much today. I hope this word encourages you. Lord, Lord, encourage those that are listening today in Jesus name. I want you to turn to Genesis 32. Um, I told you at the beginning of the show, the show is going to be about any type of fear. Now, I know um, that y'all are a bunch of scaredy cats. <laughs> that's just kind of the world that we live in. You are. I am. Um, that's why the Bible says and God speaks out so clearly from his word multiple times in Scripture. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. I am with you. In First John, we see him um, um, speaking. We see his word telling us there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear. So many times in the Bible, you know, when an angel, when an angel came and, um, and showed up to Mary, the first one was, don't be afraid for I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be to all people. What happened at the, at the, uh, uh, tomb, whenever the Marys went to anoint the body of Jesus and he wasn't there, they shook for fear of what they saw in the angel. Do not be afraid, for he is risen, just as he said. There's so many places in the Bible that tells us not to fear. And why does God do that? He's so good because he knows that we are big, fat, Brady cats. Okay. We fear everything. We're scared of what people think about us, the perception about us. Are we going to make rent? Are we going to be able to, you know, I don't know, succeed in whatever we're doing. Is this marriage going to last? Is this who I'm going to afraid, 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 afraid. But God has not given us the spirit of fear. And I believe after, especially after studying this passage um, uh, in Genesis 32, he wants to wrestle, wrestle, literally wrestle the fear out of you. And he did that with Jacob. I believe that God is saying, and as I studied this passage, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Stop with the fear. I have come so that you can have life because a lot of times when we're so stuck in this fear process, when we're still a uh, thought process when we're, when we, 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 we can catch ourselves anxious for an hour feeding our mind with all these anxious thoughts, all these fearful thoughts. Not one time have we looked to the Lord and said, I trust you. Fear is a lack of trust that God is good. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Don't fear. 
crystal clear. That's what we're going to get at today. Um, like I said before, I'm totally obsessed with this passage. I want to start off reading in um, uh, Genesis 32. Now, as Jacob went on his way, he was traveling. The angels of God met him. Jacob said when he saw them, this is God's camp. So we named that place Mahanaim, 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 <laughs> something like that. Then Jacob sent messengers before him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. He commanded them saying, thus you shall say to my Lord Esau, thus your says your servant Jacob, I have sojourned. Laban and stayed until now. I have oxen and donkeys and flocks, male and female servants. I have sent to tell my Lord that I might find favor in your sight. Thus, the messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to your brother Esau and furthermore, he is coming to meet you. Uh oh, And 400 men are with them. Then Jacob was greatly afraid. He was afraid and distressed. And he divided the people who were with him and the flocks and the herds and the camels into two companies. For he said, if Esau comes to the one company and attacks it, then the company which is left will escape. Jacob said, oh God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, oh Lord, who said to me, return to your country and to your relatives and I will prosper you. I am unworthy of all this loving kindness and all of your faithfulness which you have shown to your servant for with my staff only I crossed this Jordan and now I've become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him that he will come and attack me and the mothers with my children. Now, totally obsessed with that passage. I could unpack it all day. I only have 15 minutes left. Let me tell you something about Jacob. He, Esau, the very thought of Esau freaked him out, okay? Let me tell you why. They were the kids of Isaac. They were twins. A lot of you guys know the story, especially that listened to 100.7, the word. Um... They were twins. Esau was born first. Esau, by birth, was given a birthright or, or a, a blessing by their father. Jacob stole it from him and swindled him and was a snake and basically lied and pretended to be Esau. The last part, the last time that Jacob and Esau are together... Esau basically says, wants him dead, wants Jacob dead. That's the last time. Cut till now. So the last thing that Jacob knew about Esau is that he wanted him dead. All of a sudden, Jacob goes back to the country of his relatives. Esau is there. He sends word to Esau, hoping to be nice to him. And hoping that the spirit of anger has sort of passed from Esau. And what does the servants come back to Jacob and say? Oh, oh yeah, we we met with Esau. We met with him. And guess what? He wants to come out and meet you. P.S. By the way, he's bringing 400 people with him. (laughs) And this is what happened. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. If you go down through the text, through verse uh, 32, verse 8, 9, 10, he goes before the Lord, Jacob does, 
And he basically says, listen, Lord, you told me, you told me to come back to the land of my relatives. I'm scared of Esau. Clearly had been really riddled with guilt for years and years and years. You've got to deliver me. He's coming out for me. And he goes on, uh, basically, I, I don't want to talk about the, pa- the, the portion where he goes on just for lack of time. It's very interesting. He ends up send, sending gifts to Esau to try to, um, you know, I don't know, make things better with him before Esau comes out with 400 men to meet him. Now, this is going to catch me up to my point, my main point, Genesis 32, 24. Right before this scene, Jacob sends his wives away. He sends his children away. Um, it's interesting to me that he is, he, he, he sends everyone away. You know, he, he, he has believed probably um, since their last meeting, he has believed that the next time that Esau sees me, he's going to kill me. So this is a fear. This goes back to the fear thing. This is a fear that he has had for a good portion of his life. Okay. He has dealt with the fact that, listen, I am a dead man because I really screwed up with Esau. Um, probably a, a large portion of his life. Now it matters. Now it matters. Why does it matter? He's got wives. He has kids. He understands that there are consequences um, to his actions, and he doesn't want them to be a result of what he did to Esau stealing the birthright. So he sends them away, hopefully for safety, I'm sure he's thinking. Genesis 32, 24, then Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh. So the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. He said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him and said, please tell me your name. But he said, why are you asking? And he blessed him there. So Jacob named the place Peniel, for he said, I've seen God face to face. Yes, my life has been preserved. Now the sun rose upon him just as he crossed over Peniel and he was limping on his thigh. Then Jacob was left alone. Verse 24, he's freaked out. He sends his, 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 his family away. He was left alone. And a man, according to the text, 3230, we know it's God according to the text. A man comes up while he is alone, while he is isolated in his fear, no doubt wringing his hands, maybe even emotional over the fact that tomorrow he is going to lose his life. A fear has been manipulating his life for a good portion of his life. He, he needs to be alone to sort of cope with the consequences of what could happen. He's already gone before the Lord. He's already um, sort of uh, try, tried to make Esau like him by sending him gifts. He's already done everything that he can do, but he's still standing there in his fear. And then it says, and a man wrestled with him. Where did the man come from? Jacob wanted to be alone. He sent everybody away. Where did the man come from? As I read this text, I was so overwhelmed by the fact that I believe God had had enough of his fear. God presented himself in the form of a man. 
and literally physically, according to the text, wrestled with him all that night. And I couldn't get this one uh, singular thought out of my head. You know, we we are, are people that wrestle um, with lots of things in our life, lots of things for years and years and years. But this specifically a fear for the fear of Esau um, that was deposited in Jacob. God, God wanted to get his attention. He wanted him to be done with this fear even before the next chapter. He wanted uh, uh, Jacob to in this one area, this one um, um, insecure area, he wanted Jacob to, for the first time, stop fearing what if and start trusting in him. They wrestled, uh, you know, as you as you read the text, verse 25, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. God picked a fight with Jacob because he said, I believe enough is enough. 25. When he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh. Now, I want to break this down for you. The he, the he that had not prevailed was God. When he, God, saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh so that the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. Now, let me tell you something about God. If God wants to wrestle you, um, physically, he's going to win. Okay. He's just going to win. You, you don't have no choice. Okay. There's, he's, he's going to win. He has the power. We know if he can resurrect himself from the dead, he can win in a wrestling fight with you. Um, the thing of it is, is that he wrestled, he knew Jacob's strength and he wrestled Jacob equivalent to his strength. He did not prevail over Jacob. As a matter of fact, it says right here, Jacob prevailed over the man. So the man touched his thigh um, so that it would be dislocated. This is so interesting to me about the Lord. If God wanted to come in like a tyrant and show us who's boss and slap us around a little bit, he would win every time. Like, what is that? MMA ain't got nothing on the Lord, okay? He's going to defeat everyone. I actually had an MMA fighter on here um, uh, a couple of years ago, and he was super tough, and I was a little bit scared of him, but he loved Jesus, so I thought it was going to be okay. MMA ain't got nothing on God, okay? He, God, God will prevail in any fight. If he can, if he can shatter darkness simply with his presence or his voice, he's going to uh, dominate in a wrestling match. But what God did was so gracious and so beautiful here. He wrestled Jacob to a point where the fear literally had broken off of him and the trust began. He touched his thigh so that Jacob knew, uh-uh-uh, there was something different about this guy. It's super weird. He just touched my thigh and now I'm going to um I'm going to limp. The next verse says this, then he said, then the man said, not Jacob, let me go for the dawn is breaking. Let me go, for the dawn is breaking. Sometimes God sees our breakthrough before we do. God knows, even though Jacob was still wrestling, God knew, knows and knew in this specific situation, God knew that Jacob had reached the point of breakthrough. Let me go for the dawn is breaking. Jacob's response was this. I will not let you go unless you bless me. 
I love that. He's a little gangster. So he said to him, what's your name? He said, Jacob. He said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. There was a point somewhere, and we don't, we don't even know what they talked about. You know, we just know this very, very condensed version of what I'm sure that there was a lot of stuff that was said um, while they were wrestling all night long. But something got the man, the God man, the, the man that um, represented God, that literally embodied him. Someone got um, something told him, told the Lord that Jacob had had a breakthrough. And it was right there that he changed his name to Israel. Now, let me tell you something. You think you're wrestling with God about something, but maybe God is wrestling you. Maybe he's picked a fight with you because he is tired of you being so concerned and so fearful about this one issue that you've been fearful about for years. He, he, in his providence, in his goodness, in, 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 um, in his state of sovereignty is looking at you and saying, I love this kid so too much to have him wrestle any more with this, I'm going to, I'm going to get really, really clear and direct with him. And for one night or maybe a period of time, or maybe a season, I'm going to wrestle him to a point or her to a point of surrender so that for the first time they can actually trust me in this area. And that happened. Let me go. The man said for dawn is breaking. I believe that in your life today, dawn is breaking. You think you've been wrestling God. You think you don't understand, but God is actually wrestling you to get you at a point where you can, for the first time in your life say, I, I feel like I'm having a breakthrough. Dawn is coming. Light is coming. A new day is dawning. And some of you have lived with fear for so long and you're afraid to wrestle. You're afraid to talk to the Lord. You're afraid to actually ask the Lord, why is this happening to me? How do I get past this? You're afraid to do the work. You're afraid to um, actually engage with the Lord. And I believe that God is telling you today, it is time to wrestle it out with me because I want to rename you. I want to put you in a place of abundance. I want to bless you. But I literally cannot do that if you do not trust me in this one area in your life. Let me go, he says, for dawn is breaking. I love that God sees the dawn breaking before, before we do. I love it. So powerful. Then Jacob asked him and said, please tell me your name. And he said, why are you asking me my name? Which I think is really funny of the Lord because, I mean, if I wrestled with a guy all night, I would want to know his name too. <laughs> Maybe shake his hand to end the, to end the match. So Jacob named the place Peniel, where he said, I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been preserved. Isn't it interesting that when we see God face to face, that, that's actually what we do need in order to have a breakthrough. But we'll stay in the state of fear for so long. We're scared to almost approach God because we're afraid of what he'll say to us. We're afraid of the condemnation, which we won't receive. We'll receive grace. We're afraid of the judgment. And all he wants to do is love and give you a breakthrough. We're afraid of it. But it's the one thing that we need. Verse 32 says this, Therefore to this day the sons of Israel did not eat sinew of the hip, which is on the socket of the thigh, because he touched the socket of Jacob's thigh. Now I'm going to cut real, real quick to what actually happened. He goes out the next day. He goes out the next day to meet uh, 
Esau. And I believe he goes out totally broken free from his fear. I do. I do believe that. And Jacob lifted his eyes and looked. Esau was coming. Verse uh, chapter 33. And 400 of his men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and two maids. And he went out to meet him. Then Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And they wept. The very thing that um, Jacob was scared about for a long time wasn't even a rational fear. Isn't it interesting that God will get us to the point where we all of a sudden surrender? We surrender under the pressure of the Lord. Yes, Lord, okay, I'm going to trust you. And then we find out that he should have been trusted all along. How crazy do you think Jacob thought in that moment when he thought, oh my goodness, he's coming to kiss me and I was scared he was going to kill me for all these years. I'm telling you right now, maybe in this, maybe this is the breakthrough. Maybe this is when dawn is breaking in your own life. You need to understand that most of the time, the things that you are afraid of are never going to happen or certainly won't happen the way that you think that they will. There is a God that wants to wrestle it out of you and put place trust in you and rename you and bless you. But you have to do the spiritual work in order to get there, because I believe that you're going to find out that what you have been scared of for so long was not even a threat at all. I love you guys. I hope this encourages you today. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles Program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.